Uh, oh, hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Shameless Ambition, the podcast. I'm Lindsay Dalen. I'm Justine Eno. And this week, we are going to celebrate the theme of love and relationships in honor of Valentine's Day. So by the time this podcast um, airs, it will be past Valentine's Day. But yeah. as of this recording, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yay. So... We are in the unique, you know, position of having been with our partners since we were like 20 years old. And I just yeah. think that's so crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I think the first couple of years went by really slow. Like, <laughs> no, but like, you know, people would be like, how long have you been together? And you're like, oh, two years, three years, five years. But now when people are like, how long have you and Tyler been together? And I'm like, oh, you know, 13 years. I'm like, right. Whoa. Yeah. It just, it's like, it, yeah. Seems like a big number. And um, yeah, I'm five years older than you. So yeah. Mike and I are going on 17 years, 18 years this year. Um, but I think it's so amazing to have a partner in life. And especially as an ambitious woman who has big dreams and big goals, yeah. to be able to share the journey with somebody who I consider to be my soulmate is really such an incredible feeling. Yeah. So like first and foremost, I want to say... I know I'm speaking for you, but I know this um, to be true. But we're very <laughs> lucky to have been able to have found our people early in life. Um, but there's also been a lot of hard work from my side. I can say I won't speak Me for too, you on girlfriend. this. Um, but there's been a lot of hard work where I think that we could have called it quits and we didn't um, because we love each other and we decided to put the work in. Um and like obviously we're gonna get into all of the nitty gritty of the stuff today, but um, yeah, there's no one else I would have rather done this journey with up to this point and continuing on. Um, but it's it's taken work on both my part and his part for sure to keep it going. I so. I, I honestly think every relationship takes so much work, and yeah. if you're in a relationship that you feel is effortless, good for you. <laughs> um, but I I totally agree. It takes so much resilience as a couple and grit as a team and determination to continue that commitment to each other and I don't think that any successful marriage lasts a lifetime or as long as they do without that kind of effort and energy on an ongoing and consistent basis yeah so I can remember back to um so when Tyler and I first met he was working away like lots of oil and gas uh, workers do he was doing like hitches so he'd be gone for two or three weeks he was working in the states so he'd be gone and then come home for like a week or two and I remember it was about four or five months in and I was just like nope this isn't working for me like I no, this isn't gonna work and so he found a different area to work in but we sat and we had this conversation and it was a really deep conversation, especially for like me. I was like 20. <laughs> so I like, you know, it's, it, yeah, it was a, probably one of the biggest conversations of my life. Um, but we sat there and we promised each other, like wholeheartedly, I've never felt something so authentic of Aww. like ride or die. Yeah. This is it. We're deciding, like, you know, it wasn't a proposal, but we decided in that moment that that this was it and we were going to no matter what not give up on each other and no matter each other's failures we were going to stick by each other um and from my past and coming from my parents divorce I didn't really trust in relationships so having that conversation with him and him knowing that he was going to love me unconditionally even though I was going to mess up 
um, allowed me to really lean in to being in our relationship. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I mean, it sounds like you guys chose each other that day and have continued to choose each other day in and day out ever since. And I mean, I feel so fortunate to be a personal life witness to your relationship because you guys have a really special connection and it is I'm like they're my couple goals (laughs) (laughs) well I mean it's so nice when you're a happy couple to hang out with other happy couples and to know that you're with other people that understand the commitment and and growth that it takes I think that I feel so fortunate to have so many other couple friends in my life that I can confide in about the challenges of making it all work and how we grow and change as people. And I think one thing that's really unique when you're with somebody from such a young age, like we were at 20, you really grow up together. And Mm. you were completely different people. I'm a completely different person than I was when I was 20. And so the fact that we all can that we're continuing to choose our partners every day just goes to show that we're growing together. Yeah, and I mean, you you have to be really understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, people grow at different paces, they grow at different times in their life. If you and your partner are different ages, like, there's different things that all come into play mm-hmm. um, in growth. So yeah. one may be growing and one may be not, or you might be both growing at the same time. Um, but at the root of it for me is, um, and please like we are uh, me and my marriage have to work on this daily, Aww. but it's communication. Mm. Um, and really just like trying to be as authentic and honest with your partner, with where you're at and receiving that back from them of where they're at. Um, cause yeah, it's never linear. Right. So, well, and isn't that so mind blowing when you're able to effectively communicate with your partner and you're like, holy man, that was so much easier. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So like, why didn't I do this all the time? (laughs) Ty and I have a a really hard time communicating. I'm not going to lie. This is, um, yeah, it's a struggle that we have. He goes to anger really, really quick. Um, and not towards me ever, but he just gets defensive and angry and, usually has to go work out to blow off some steam and I, blow off and steam. I cry oh, yeah. <laughs> so surprise, they're like surprise. right they're like well I actually usually yell and get angry first and then I realize I'm not actually angry I'm just hurting and then I cry right so um but we're working on it you know 13 years in we can under at least understand each other now when like even it was the other day and Tyler posted about this so I don't even feel shameful at all (laughs) in sharing this but we had a little bit of an issue and so he's been really busy working so I wrote him a letter because I needed him to hear one conversation Mm -hmm. from me without being interrupted I needed to hear all of the thoughts without him interrupting his phone kids whatever and so I'm like letter and I, I actually messaged Linz and told her, and she's like, hopefully it goes well. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> here's hoping. Um, but I know, I know his instant response, and his instant response was defensiveness and anger. Hmm. He went and worked out. He sent me like a letter back in text message form, um, and we kind of cleared the air. We didn't really actually talk about it after, but just Aww. having that, I read his letter. He read mine. Yeah. Cool. We we know where each other are at now. Um, but at least we are predictable. Yeah. Right? And we can understand, like, he knows when I just go into the closet and cry. He's Aww. like, she just needs, you totally. know, like, him coming in there isn't going to do anything. So we can at least understand each other after being together so long. Um, 
to not take it personally and just yeah well and that's just it i think everybody has different ways of just handling confrontation and arguments and stress and um, anger and resentment and whatever you're going through in your relationship but when we give each other the space to process the way that we need to process that makes a huge difference and this is something that mike and i learned from some pretty deep therapy a couple years ago was that if we need to walk away from the conversation for 20 minutes half an hour two hours whatever the case may be walk away from it and just take your time take a breather always go back but always go back but it's just like walk away from each other knowing that you're you're safe nothing's gonna happen in these two hours other than you guys just chilling out you're gonna calm down that's what's gonna happen um i've never been a big proponent of the marriage advice of Never go to bed angry. Oh God! Well, I mean, I can't. I, I don't go know. To bed angry I mean, so I just like I feel I don't like even know. in our early years, Mike and I had so many angry late night, alcohol fueled spats that we should have just gone to bed. And oh, yeah. every single morning, the next morning, we would wake up and be like, "Why were dumb. we so mean to each other? That was yeah. so dumb." And it's just like, A, I've learned to not fight with my spouse when I've had a few drinks, but also B, if we just can't get it under control, let's go to sleep, let's go to bed. And tomorrow's a brand new day and we will wake up, be kinder to each other and have better communication. And so... The yeah. power of 24 hours, I mean, we've talked about, Such but I a mean, big maybe difference maker. shut down the time frame of 24 hours yeah. if it's with your spouse, because that's quite a while to, <laughs> you know, but not still, but give it time, you know, you have to let things calm down. And I mean, especially if you're an emotional person, like I am, things when they first come flooding in can be a lot more heightened than they need to be. Like, right. or you take it a lot more personal mm-hmm. than you need to. Mm-hmm. And you really need to like call a friend or go take some time um, to get that like little bit of reality check or to clear your mind totally so, um yeah that's communication so i feel like that's super fundamental in it, a long relationship it's entirely fundamental <laughs> in a long relationship yeah i feel like we all we both have some pretty big thoughts we want to share in this conversation but yeah it's gonna go dive a little more deep into it i would love for you to share how you and time met oh let's get so to know bad. early <laughs> ty and justine let's uh, hear the story. okay i'll go like since we're we're podcasting i'll go real deep with it but i'll try to short story it um i actually the first time tyler and i met i was dating his best friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we uh it was in a parking lot and i don't know like the, he had to give him his hat back or something i don't know it was like i didn't actually really meet him he seen me in the car and he told me that he's like you were wearing a really ugly hat and i didn't think you were very cute <laughs> fast forward a few months Tell tyler how you really feel right tyler went to work um and his best friend and i we dated for like two months it was nothing um and then i just kind of never was around their group of friends again and then i was working and i guess ty came in and seen me and i didn't see him i kind of i guess i served him some wings and didn't i don't know i don't remember it um, but he says that he fell in love with me in that moment and he had to go back to work and he couldn't stop thinking about me the entire time he was away at work. Aww. So when he came back from Montana, the first thing he did was come back to Bose <laughs> and sit in my section. But he brought his best friend who I dated. So it was really awkward. And then his best friend walked out on his tab. Oh, perfect. Just to be a dick. Yeah. And uh, Tyler paid it. So I was like, he might be an okay guy maybe yeah maybe but then he got drunk and (laughs) asked for my phone number and I was like no like no and um so then he started breakdancing in the middle of 
Bows, which if you live in central Alberta in Red Deer, you know Bowes Bar and Grill is pretty happening place. Um, so he was break dancing in front of like a hundred people and it's bad. Like <laughs> it wasn't good break dancing. Oh my like, god, was, I wish I could have been there. It was that really night. bad. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna stop until you give me your phone number. And I was like, Okay, fine, dude, here's oh, my phone man, number. And just break dancing for love. <laughs> but wait, it gets better. So I don't hear anything from him. I'm like, whatever. The next day, it was like in the evening, I get a Facebook message from him. He's like, hey, I lost your number, but I found you on Facebook. <laughs> and then he's like, would you like to go on a date? And we went on a date the next day. And I said I wasn't going to sleep with him that night. So I slept with him in the morning and sealed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's been history since then. Yeah. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. But I mean, Just... definitely like a couple up and ups and downs. And I think we broke up a few times for like, yeah. you know, a month or a couple weeks. But we always found each other again, no yeah. matter it was me finding him or him finding me. We always found our way back to each other. So, oh, it's yeah. like, you know, tractor beams just sucking each other right in yeah. and just love at first sight. That's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And now your turn. The story um, of Lindsay and Mike D. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I met my husband <laughs> when I was 14 years old. So, um, if you would have told 14-year-old Lindsay that I was going to marry Mike D, I would have told you you were out of your mind, that this man was totally out of my league, that was never going to happen, but... Um, he was friends with your brother, He right? was friends with yeah. my older brother, and his parents managed the ski hill here in Grand Prairie for like 16 years before my parents took over and managed the ski hills. So we both really grew up there and just had a really strong attachment to the ski hill, and and he was the guy who, like, just represented snowboarding. Was he as cool back then as he is now? I mean, he's pretty cool now, but, like, he was so cool back mm. then. And, like, okay. he was the guy on the hill in all the latest gear, so stylish, so, you know, just flashy. And one thing about Mike is he has this gorgeous <laughs> smile. Like, his teeth are perfect. Sure. And... He is the most handsome ginger on the face of the planet. So he literally just sparkles when he walks into a room. And I just was always so taken aback by him and his charm and the sound of his voice. Everything about him just oozed cool. And he's really kind. And he's so kind and sweet and genuine. But, I mean, he was dating somebody else at the time. And he was three years older than me. So we didn't really hang out in the same social circles. Like you had kind of mentioned age earlier. Yeah. When I was obviously... (laughs) 14, 15, and he's 17, 18. Like, that's a big age gap at that time. But, you know, not unlike you and Ty, we kind of just were always so naturally attracted to each other. And as we got older and things changed and um, him and his girlfriend broke up and I dated a few random dudes and uh, we found our way to each other and have been together. Well, I guess when we first dated, I was 19 years old and then we broke up for a little bit. But, um, yeah, it just... I was always so attracted to his personality, his Mm -hmm. authenticity. I just wanted to be around him. And we've spent the last 18 years making so many incredible memories and working so hard for this life together. Like, it has definitely not always been easy, but we've still had a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, to look back, it's crazy, right? To think of, like, when we first met our partners and we seem like How such young babies. We were? Totally, um, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> such babies. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, when, how old were you when you had, when you got pregnant with Soph? 
I got married when I was 25 and I had Sophia when I was 27. No, when I was 26. Yeah. So, and then I was, we were married at 24. We did it taboo. So we had Ari at 23 and got Mm -hmm. married at 24. But even like having babies young, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's a lot. So, and it's a lot on a relationship. Like if you really want to dive into what children add to that. But, um, yeah. Were you guys always on the same page though of wanting kids? No. No? No, I remember um, (laughs) like three months before I got pregnant with Aria, maybe four, half a year. I actually remember sitting vividly in a steam bath with Tyler telling him I didn't want kids. Oh, wow. Thinking like, I was like, no, I don't really think I want to be a mom. I mean, to my girls girls who are listening to this now, I love being your mom and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, No, I think at the time, honestly, my mom and I were going through a lot of stuff and I just didn't I didn't see that in myself then I and I yeah I had a lot of growing up to do and Mm -hmm. getting pregnant did that like instantly it's like oh shit okay time to grow up absolutely um yeah I wouldn't take any of it back but I just didn't think I was gonna have kids Mm -hmm. um like way too personal but we had also been like having unprotected sex for a while and it just wasn't happening so Mm -hmm. I was like Maybe it's just not in the cards, right? right. So um, that's kind of where I was at with it. And then, yeah, a couple months later, we got pregnant with Aria. Um, but Tyler always wanted to be a dad. Right. He can, like, remember back to being, like, five, six years old mm. and wanting to be a dad. Um, so I, I couldn't imagine him not a dad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't either. Yeah, yeah I can't. I can't imagine us being dinks. Oh. I, I, I do know what that is. I, I like, only just heard yeah. that term like two weeks ago. Yeah. I had to ask Emma and she was like, dual income, no kids. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. They are dinks. No, imagine though if we were like, fuck. Yeah, I know. All the yeah. cool things we could have done. <laughs> our, ki- our children are, are our the cool things. Yeah, they're, they're the cool they're things, the cool things. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you guys always kind of Thankfully, Mike yeah. and I were always incredibly aligned. We come from incredibly similar family backgrounds um well i mean we're just really lucky like both sets of our parents are still married in their 40th something year um we both have two siblings we both have large extended families Mm -hmm. um we just kind of we were just drawn to each other in that aspect and we always knew that we were going to be parents like i remember about five months after we got married, we were on a New Year's trip to Golden with a bunch of our friends. And one of my girlfriends at the time was pregnant. And I was so jealous. Oh my God, was I jealous. I was just like, I want to be pregnant. I'm married. Like, I get to start a family. And like, I want to do this now. And it took us like, I don't know, three, four months once we started trying with Sophia. Um, but yeah, it just like, there was never a shadow of a doubt in our mind. We knew we were going to have two kids and that's what you got what we got yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah i it's i have this in my notes and it's kind of just like a nice little segue into it but it's also like important even just in our two stories that we just shared um of knowing how your partner grew up and the kind totally. of baggage that they're yeah. bringing with them and i don't mean that at all nasty to my in-laws or to my family um tyler and i have a lot more trauma in our childhoods based around our parents being divorced um lots of times like one of the parent wasn't always there so we carried that into mm-hmm. our relationship right we had a little bit of trust issues maybe that weren't even each other like against each other but just against 
love and marriage and like that it would work. Um, so you also have to like kind of remember that going into your relationship as well is giving your partner some understanding for um, the hard wiring that they may have not done. Well, and I think that that extends to all aspects of life and the sense of just like conditioning of just looking yeah. at a person and understanding why they are the way that they are and whether that came down to their family or their socioeconomic class or a <laughs> traumatic experience they had or um, there's so many different factors that influence why we do the things that we, we do and yeah. why we act the way that we act. And so I think that to look into that into why somebody is that way is such a act of love. Well, and then when you, like, I was talking to Mallory about this today, actually, when we were on the phone, and you go into, like, a fight-or-flight situation, or say you're um, a little intoxicated, so you don't necessarily have all your, you know, black lines there. Um, You go back to what is, like, originally hardwired in you, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, that's just our innate thing. Um, And we've talked about rewiring the brain and, like, how to retract those, you know, steps and like make your own person and all those things. But you do have to remember that when you're in that state, um, lots of times you do just naturally go down that path. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's the beauty you can recognize of like, we have our parents and they did our best as we are doing our best as yeah. parents. Um, we all make mistakes, but we get to see the mistakes they did. We right. actually get to see it. We get yeah. to see how it played out. Um, so if you don't want to make it, then don't, right? You know, we get to be fortunate totally. enough to see that. And I say that with all the love to my parents, cause we all make mistakes. It's, it's inevitable. So, um, it's just which ones you make. Well, it's self-awareness, right? And I think that we're living in this cool culture where people are talking about it so yeah. much more and we're <laughs> having these conversations about, the generational differences that have happened over time and you know our parents having grown up a very different way than we grew up yeah we grew up a very different way than our children are growing up and to acknowledge these factors that are just totally outside our control and and how they apply to a person how they've affected a person um that level of self-awareness is truly what's making the growth happen and i think that i only realized how important that was in the last few years and just really starting to become aware of of why I'm doing things and is it really the right decision and how could I be kinder or more um, accommodating in any certain given situation with Mike and knowing that it's like the ultimate goal is a happy spouse and a happy house Um, and I I just think that when we give each other that kind of consideration and time and attention it just makes such a world of difference so yeah for me um there was a concept of duality and I don't even remember where I heard it who if someone if it was a therapist I was talking I don't remember but I remember having this switch in my brain and it it really helped um in Ty and I's relationship and with um me trying to help him understand uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but there's a duality to almost every situation, especially with your partner. Right. So when you come to your partner and I'll just use me as an example, cause I can, it's easy. So I go to Ty and say, Hey, I'm hurt. We're not spending enough time together. He's like, Hey, I'm stressed because I'm working so much or right. I have so much on my plate. 
So you can always go to your partner with what you're feeling, but you also have to understand their side of it. Mm -hmm. You really, really do because it's not going to be the same. Um, And you have to be able, if you want them to sit and listen in an empathetic way, you have to do the same for them. And you have to understand that two situations can both exist at the same time and be true. Absolutely. And neither of them existing at the same time make the other one not true or less important. Mm -hmm. There's a duality. Absolutely. And both can exist at the same time. And that was huge for me. Oh, I think that's such an important thing to share and to remind people of is that, you know... In a partnership, you are two completely unique individuals. And mm-hmm. I remember in the early days of mine and Mike's relationship, I really felt like, A, I had won the jackpot <laughs> with this man. And B, that, he, you know, he was rising so fast in his career. And I was just, you know, working hard in school. And um, I really felt like I lived in his shadow. And I didn't feel like I had really my kind of identity and sense of purpose. And... I really don't think I found that that individuality on my own until I became a mom and realized that, you know, I need to be me for them. I They don't need me to be um, somebody that I think I should be or another version of their dad. Like, they just need me to be my whole authentic self. And I just kind of had this realization where everybody was better when I just gave myself that time and energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it... It was a really cool realization in life and I think has served our marriage ever since because the more I become comfortable with myself, the more I see my husband become comfortable with his self and the more Mm -hmm. we're just kind of comfortable together in the sense of like, okay, we can face some pretty big shit, but we know that we're going to be okay. Yeah. So for me, I actually like feel a little opposite is like I lost myself when I had kids Um, because I was so engulfed in being their mom Mm -hmm. and I I totally agree with them seeing the authentic real version of you not the Stefford wife version Mm -hmm. um but I um I so relate to the shadow (laughs) Tyler Hutt casts a really big shadow he does yeah (laughs) and it's a beautiful shadow to live in don't get me wrong I it's great but it is it's so hard and it's Mm -hmm. a it's still like I'm in it still of he walks out the door every day and fills his passion cup up and stresses himself out. Like, yeah. there's so many cons to what he does as well for, like, he carries the world on his shoulders for stress. Um, but, yeah, I still live in the shadow of, you know, Tyler being a such a big entrepreneur. But he has realized that I think like I we've never really had the solid conversation about it but I think he knows and he is so so on my side whenever I want to do something whether it's yoga whether it's shameless ambition whether it's podcasting whether he's like how do I support you and how do I make it great for you um so he's never one to want to keep me in his shadow or intend for me to be in his shadow he wants me casting the shadow right beside him totally um but I can't help but feel that way because he is such a strong entrepreneur mm-hmm. and so business busy, mm-hmm. making such a huge impact in the industry that we're in that it's hard not to. Um, but again, like he supports me wherever I need to. 
and wherever he needs to support me. So Well, and I have to say, it's been really beautiful to watch you step back into on-site over the last year, just because, like, you did step away for a few years. And, oh, yeah, you know, we were going to get a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> you were did. heavily, heavily involved in that business for the first, you know, first few years of it. And then you just yeah. had to make a different choice for a while. And I respect the heck out of you guys for making that choice. It was a tough one. And protecting your relationship and your family first. Yeah. But Honestly, bud, like I have watched Tyler just be so proud of you at everything that you've done this year. And just, he yeah. is, he's your, my biggest cheerleader. He's your biggest cheerleader. For sure. And it's, it, and that's like Mike, he's my biggest cheerleader too. And I think some days maybe he feels like he's in my shadow sometimes these days, but I think that we are mature enough in our relationship and, um, we understand that each other's gifts are a gift to each other and oh, yeah. my success is his success. His success is my success. Like there's no competition, no comparison, no, no jealousy. If anything, the only thing I long for is time together, right? Yeah. Which for ambitious couples it's can hard. be very, very hard. So. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Like, and that it goes to say like people grow at different times. People are going through things at different times, right? So you talked about when you and Mike were first together having so, like you felt like you were in his shadow because he was growing, right? Like the business, all these things. And now it's your turn turn to shine kind mm-hmm. of a little bit, right? Like it, when you're in this dynamic partnership where you both just support each other and love each other and know that it's a unit, not like a singular working against each other. It's a unit. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay for the other person to take the spotlight. You're like, peace. Take exactly. It. That's I'm going right. to be back yeah. here with the kids. Let yeah. me know if you need me. This you one's know? yours for now. Love you, honey. Right. And you. Yeah. And yeah. you share in their yeah. success. Like I know every award, every acknowledgement, every success that Ty makes I feel like it's partially mine because I also make the sacrifice. Right. So there's, there's, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to see them shine. It's worth it to see them happy and feel accomplished. And, um, yeah, you just have to have some patience. (laughs) Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head with, you know, what it means to support an ambitious partner by having that mentality of that when he wins, you win, you know, when it, it is partially yours because his life exists the way that it does because you help create that and vice versa. Yeah. So it's just, um, important to recognize each other's strengths and celebrate our successes and cheer each other on because if we can't do that how the hell are we going to support each other through the low low moments yeah and appreciation on the other end to the partner too who is supporting you right like Mm -hmm. that public or whatever acknowledgement you need to do whether it's um you're receiving an award or for ty like he makes a ton of linkedin videos so whenever he throws me in there and he's like, love you, like, thanks for, you know, holding down the fort, that makes me feel good. I'm right. like, okay, I'm doing what I need to do. Exactly. We're, we're in this. He's yeah. recognizing me. He's seeing me. Um, I feel heard. I feel, you know, the things I need to. So it's important to, on the flip side, if you're the one in the spotlight, if you're the one doing the growing, if you're the one being in the more ambitious push right now to always throw that appreciation back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I just think it's so cool that you and Ty have found a way to grow in your own ways together in the company Mm -hmm. and then also in your own passions and your own interests. And one exciting thing that I would like to share is that I'm officially growing with Mike at S3 and moving forward, I have taken over all of the events and marketing for our business. And let me tell you what, girlfriends, it's about time. 
Um, we've had this business together for almost 15 years and I've had kind of small roles over time, but this is the first time I'm stepping in in a way that allows me to just kind of swing my own weight around and bring my own strengths and really yeah. make a difference in our business and work on a path where we're able to grow together. Like I'll never forget when I was in financial services, I felt like Mike and I were living on different planets. We were doing completely different things, having completely different conversations, going to completely different events. We were, it, it, it I honestly, would much prefer the snowboarding events oh, over financial yeah. planning. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I'm just here for the Apri girlfriends. Um, yeah, no, I would way rather spend my life building our passion in snowboarding and with our family and our daughters. And it's just... It, it's where we met, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's literally such a part of our souls and, and who we are that like, of course it makes sense. And I just am so grateful that for all the fights that we had during that time where I felt like we were living on different planets that yeah. we were able to come out of it and recognize that we do want to grow together, that our ambition is more um, successful together. We can do so much more together rather than fighting yeah. against one another. And I think when you have a really good relationship with your spouse that you would want to work together. Yeah. So alignment of goals is huge, right? Yeah, so that's, absolutely. I have that wrote down. And, um, so just the, like Lynn said, um, I started on site with Ty and Kyle and Ethan originally, we were like, they started it in our basement and mm -hmm. I was, did all the accounting and stuff. Um, fast forward four years, Ty and I are like as unhealthy as we've ever been in our relationship. Yeah. Um, but I was essentially acting as a CFO. I was not accredited to be a CFO, right. but I, that's what I was acting, um, as in the that's business. That's a big job. Yeah. Especially for a, like... Baby well, oil field company and like, new mom. I literally like... had Aria pooping on the potty in front of my desk at work. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, and he was the CEO. So if you um, know anything about the C-suites <laughs> or all those people, CEOs and CFOs, this is their job. Literally, it's their job to not fight, but argue with each other mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then, you know, you're starting a business, so debt's incurred. We're borrowing money. I learned really quick that I don't handle money stress really well at uh -huh. all. And Tyler's like, easy peasy. Yeah. Um, it almost killed our marriage. It 100% uh -huh. did. And we had to have a really vulnerable, tough conversation one day. Of I think we sat at our kitchen table and he's like, you need to quit. Mm -hmm. And I was devastated because I was like, what the... So he didn't fire you. He just proposed the idea. Of, yeah. Yeah. And, but it was just like, I mean, I had so much ownership in it, right? Like I felt like so much of my identity and purpose was tied oh, up course. in it. And I was like, what, who am I without onsite and this business? What am I going to do with mm -hmm. myself? You know, I, I had no idea. And that's when I found yoga. So, I mean, it, it was game changer for us and for me, but yeah, you have to really be aligned in your goals. And when we were in combative roles every day, we were in combative roles when we got home. Mm -hmm. Like, it, the fight never stopped. Right. It just continued on. Um, so that was a huge alignment of our goals. We had to switch it up. And then it was my turn to grow. Mm -hmm. And I got to grow. Yeah. So. Well, and you've just, like, you had those years where that's what you focused on was your passion for yoga. Yeah. And then you had Aspen and, you know... 
Now I'm back. (laughs) Now you're back and on site and having another baby. And like you have grown so much since then. But I'm back in like philanthropy. Oh, you're back in the role that you should be in, which is, you know, chatting with people and and building relationships and not sitting behind a desk all day, Justine. No, no, I'm definitely. And when we, um, I don't even know, it was NAF. It was the NAF tour, really, that like I dove back into on site. Um, but Tyler was like, this is what you should do. Like you, this is where you should be in our business. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to like deal with any of the stress. So, um, it's perfect for us because we get to still celebrate our business together. Yeah. But in such a, in, on the positive nights, on the industry nights, on the events, um, and we get to share that together, not the crappy stress. Well, you found your lane within the business. Yes. And I think that Mike and I are at a very similar place now where I'm finding my lane within the business. And I have been a part of almost every single event for the last 15 years and gone to buying shows and built relationships. And I just belong there. I know I belong there. And it, we just never really made the decision for yeah. me to step into that role until now, just the way that my life has all come together and the cool projects I'm working on and the cool people I'm working with, like the alignment is so beautiful. The timing is watch perfect. Out world. So watch Mike out world. Mike D and Lindsay are coming for Exactly. Um, we might have to start a YouTube series, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Mike has so much to share with the world. And unlike Justine's husband... My husband is essentially a social media recluse. Like, he doesn't post very often. If he does, it's, it's like... The kids or it's the you. kids snowboarding <laughs> or a photo of me, like, maybe out sledding with the boys. Yeah. But um, he is just this brilliant wealth of knowledge. And, and he's such... so witty. Like, he's, he's really so funny, witty. actually. Um, he and I can have a full conversation in movie quotes. Yeah. No joke. And it... But he's... they're also the best couple to third wheel with. And I have, like, <laughs> I have experienced this, but so have so many other of your girlfriends. And they That's have true. all said the same thing. Yeah. Is like... Best couple to third wheel with, ever. Honestly, Mike D knows how to treat his ladies right. So, like, when my girlfriends come out with us, like, he loves it just as much as I do. And I just feel so thankful that... Mike was the one who found us. He found us. That's right. I don't know if I've ever shared this story or not, but if I haven't, or if I have already, you're hearing it again because it's so cute. No joke. My husband comes home from picking up the girls from school one day and he's like, hey, did you know that there's a new kid in Maisie's class? And I was like, oh, no. I mean, it's the end of the school year. Why would there be a But are you in for like a week? Exactly. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, like, I just, I noticed this girl outside, this woman just kind of standing by the tree there. And like, she just had really great style and like, just had kind of like like, today. (laughs) It was probably much better than today. Listener, if you could see these sweatpants. um, Bright blue. (laughs) But yeah, he comes home and he tells me all about how like, he could essentially feel you. Like he felt this woman that I... He was called to you for me, yeah. knowing my vibe and my energy. And he made a point of telling me like, oh, you should figure out who this chick is. Yeah. And then like a week later, I'm at the mall with my sister and the girls and the girls said, oh, hey, there's our friend Aria going out onto the patio at Moxie's. Can we go say hi? And I was in such a deep conversation with Candace. I was like, yeah, 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 go say hi. And I just didn't come up and yeah. meet you. And so the girls went and said hi and... 
Then it was a week later, I got an email from the girl's teacher saying, hey, can I share your contact information with this woman? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I just shot you a birthday invite and mm -hmm. was like, hey, it'd be really great to meet you in person because I knew that Mike had already vetted out your energy for me. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and I mean, it's been the history ever yeah. since, but so funny that's how well my husband knows me yeah. and that's how well he understands the type of women that I like to have in my circle and I think that honestly they light up his life just as much as well, they light we up we make mine. you happy too right totally. and he, I think he recognizes that that and so does Tyler like without your girlfriends without your support without your village like they can only do so much we've said this so many times about friendships yeah. one person can't be your everything that's so unrealistic in so many ways yeah. and so much pressure to put on one singular person. Um, it's not possible. So no. you do need to have that village. And if you have a really supportive, good partner, they understand that you having your solid girlfriends, your ride or dies to go to is necessary. Like, Well, and I think it, exactly like it's important on both sides of the relationship for your partner to have friends where they can go blow off steam. They can go, you know, follow their passions. That. They can have fun. They can laugh um, and, and yeah. have their own sort of <clears throat> relationships outside of just the marriage. Like, yes, it's great that Mike and I share so many friends, but I actually really love it when he goes and does stuff with his friends and I go and do things with my friends. And then we have an awesome, hilarious time filling each other in yeah. on all the ridiculousness that happened. Boundaries. We have stuff to talk about. Yeah, boundaries and independence. Oh, totally. Are huge. And um, yeah, I don't even know. Tyler um, trusts me and gives me so much independence in our relationship. Like, I mean, I've went to Mexico. So if you yeah. went to Mexico on a girls' trip, we do concert trips, we do girls' weekends. And we don't um, even ask. We just tell as far yeah, as Yeah, like, I'm like more like, are you going to be home? If not, exactly. I need a babysitter. Yeah, exactly. you know, like, I'm going, but uh, do you got the kids yeah. or somebody else? Do I need to call your mom? Yeah. <laughs> like, Mel? Yeah, totally. Calling Mel. Um, yeah, I have a few on speed dial that I call, but <laughs> Mel is definitely number one there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important because I also, we've talked about this so much personally between Linz and I, it's so important for our girls yeah. to see that like, Mom can be a mom, mom can have a job, mom can do these things, but mom still gets to go and be Justine or Lindsay. Totally. Um, just because, you know, like it's it's really important and it's important that they see that our partners support us in that mm -hmm. and there's no jealousy, there's no controlling, there's nothing. It's go have fun. Exactly. Um, but girlfriends, give the fun back, right? That's so right. like uh, I've had to learn this. I have. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I'll go out. Tyler be like, "Have a great time," and he doesn't care if I call him or text him. He's like, "Text me when you get back to the room or yeah. before you're going to bed." You know, whatever. Um, but you have to give them that same respect back when they do go with their friends, if you want it. As well, well, it's never or, tit for yeah. tat. It's no. never like you did this, so I get that. It's just about seizing life and the opportunities as they come our way. It doesn't work like that. Like in the winter time, actually, this has been well, oh, we got this no has snow been a this more winter. Chill winter for Mike D. Uh, we got no snow this winter, so my husband's been around. But typically in the <laughs> You're winter, like, Thank you, Mother Nature. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He, he lives to be in the mountains. He literally, like, that is Mike to his core. That's where he is the happiest, healthiest version of himself. That's where he goes to recharge his mind, body, and soul. And so he goes sledding. He goes um, uh, snowboarding. snowboarding. Yeah, like, any chance he gets to head off to the mountains in the winter, he goes. 
And, and those are day trips. Like, they're not just day trips. Sometimes they're day trips. They're usually, other times they're, like, a few day the trips. Week, the and sledding like, is usually a It's weekend. like, oh, yeah. these buddies are going, and now this guy is going, and oh, PK got 10 feet of snow, and, like, there's always some reason why he has to go super last minute, too. It drives me crazy. It's always last minute. So oh. last minute. But, I mean, I... That's just how guys roll. <laughs> I've kind of just learned to be more gracious in that and like I'm gonna be home anyways like unless I had plans and that's the thing about women is I feel like we plan a little bit more Mm -hmm. so when I plan something it just goes into the calendar (laughs) shamelessly like hey sorry if if and then if they come to you and they have a plan you're like hey do you see that? That it's means it's on you to yeah. find childcare. I yeah. already first passed the post, my feet, and so <laughs> you got the baton. But yeah, like Saturday night, I went out. We went out for a girls' night, yeah. and I, you know, had a few <laughs> sassy pansies, and uh, I had to call Mike to come pick me up at like midnight. And he was so awesome about it. He just came and got me, and was sweet, and just chatted with me about my yeah. night, and. Meanwhile, I'm drunky pants in the front seat, chatting his ear off about stuff he probably doesn't care about. But, you know, he does that for me because he knows I had a great time. Yeah. And I needed it. But you would do it for him. I would always do it for him. It's always just doing that. And then it just becomes easier, right? It just becomes more of a flow of like, oh, they do it for me. So it's all good. You know? Um, Yeah. So that's important. Um, I'm looking at the clock. Okay. Um, We can talk about, I have hmm, the fun comp, intimacy and romance. Oh, okay. Um, we don't have to go too deep. I mean, it, that's fine. What you want to <laughs> That's friends. what she said. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. Okay, anyway. Um, no, intimacy. I guess you, I mean, I'm not going to go too personal, but you and I have had lots of conversations with this, but I do have to say there's a big ebb and flow in most relationships, I think, for intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding, again, the dual duality of your partner's life. So mm-hmm. if they're stressed, if they're going through something, um, I don't know this off the top of my head, but you can Google because I know there's natural peaks and valleys um, for men and women sexually based upon their age. Yeah. Um, so if your partner and yourself are different ages, that can also, you know, just their hormones and all the things like that. So it is important always to be intimate, but I think that there is different ways to be intimate other than having sex all the time if that's something that you struggle with. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to be honest. I know that's what, like, what a lot of marriages do struggle with um, is you don't have the time or the kids are in the way or, you know, like it just, it happens. So mm-hmm. I think giving yourself a lot of grace, but then comes my next point I had on my list was um, scheduling in date nights or yeah. just time for each other, really to carve out that time to be intimate, um, to be emotional with each other, you know, just to carve out that time is really important to remember why you guys fell in love. I totally agree. And I mean, that time is something that I know Mike and I have definitely struggled with over the years because our lives are just so full like everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have been guilty of approaching him with conversations when he's not mentally in the space for it. And I kind of just like bombard him with something thinking like, oh, we're on a date night. The kids are at home. Like we have time and space to talk about it. And in that moment, Mike doesn't want to have hard conversations. He Mm -hmm. wants to just enjoy the time and be light. And whereas I'm like, oh, okay, this is our time. Exactly. (laughs) And so we've really had to work hard at just kind of reining that in. And I was so proud of myself because a couple weeks ago, I just needed to make him aware of something, but I knew that if I just came at him with how I was feeling, he was going to be offended. Yeah. And so how I started this conversation was in these exact words, Hey honey, 
in order to avoid a harsh startup right now and to ensure that you understand that I am not mad at you, do you mind if I unload some thoughts right now? And it was like I was asking for his mental permission and space mm -hmm. to handle what I was going to throw at him. And man, what a difference maker. Like just yeah. the fact that he gave me permission, he knew I he knew I was coming at him with some tough stuff and he was ready and willing to hear it, but I've definitely been guilty of not finding the right time and place for that kind of stuff. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. With Ty. Yeah. I am. Like, yeah, he walks in the door and I'm like, bleh. Oh, yeah. Because he's usually my first adult conversation of in the, the day, day in person. Except for podcast days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see you a lot. But, like, I mean, to vent with the kid. Like, yeah. he's just, like, my, and he's my safe space. Like, totally. he is. And, but I don't always recognize what he went through in his day and sometimes mm -hmm. he might have to go shower it off or shake right. it off or yeah you know come in with a clean head because then nine times out of ten my reaction from him is like a hundred employees that he wants to snap on or something right but yeah. I'm getting it and I'm like what the fuck my problem wasn't that big <laughs> you know or something right so yeah you're definitely right right time right place and even just like preluding the is that the right word preluding the conversation yeah like to be like hey, this is what I would like to talk about, but if you're not in this space, cool, we can wait. Totally. And it's just like, I wish I would have learned that tactic so many years ago. <laughs> would have saved so many yeah. conversations. But it's just, I mean, when I think back on 18 years of building this relationship to this point, like, fuck am I proud of us. And yeah. I'm so thankful that we continue to show up for each other and that we continue to fight because... Man, have we faced some dark days, as I'm sure you have, as I'm sure most listeners have in their relationship as well. And it's just, it really is worth it to fight for your person and to get through that stuff because yeah. the good days, at least for me anyways, they far outweigh the bad. And 100%. And I mean, like, I have a quote that's going to sum it all up really well, what I want to say, but it's not easy. It's not it like I, I don't I don't no. know how else to say it. It would have been ten times easier to quit, mm -hmm. except for on our kids. But yeah. like, it has been. There's been points where it's like fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been points where I'm sure he's thought that. There's been points where we didn't know like our next move, um, but we never quit. And I. I'm going to shit on the millennials right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm like, I think I am a millennial. So I'm shitting on myself really. Yeah. But uh, I'm in 91. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like right on the cusp. It's fine. Yeah. But anyway, lots of people give up too quickly. Mm -hmm. Now I find, I, I mean, maybe then too, like with our parents and stuff, but you look at older couples and you see them in the old homes. And well, it's so like cute. that, you know, saying when it's broken, you know, they fixed it. Yeah. Right? And, and so like, the, and Mallory, my, you, I think I've heard you say this, but one of my other best friends says this to me all the time, the grass is greener where you water it. Big time. So, like, if you think that, you know, your next partner, if you're going to end this current relationship, your next partner is so great, you're going to have the same oh issues or different issues, but just, you're still going to have issues. It's just, it's whether you're with the person you want to work on it with for life or not. Yeah. And that's it. It's finding that person that you're willing to problem solve, work with, and re-fall in love with constantly mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Because when you first fall in love, you're going to be different people. Totally. And so you have to constantly re-fall in love. And that takes work. I always say that I'm a complete individual on my own. However, I am not capable of existing on this planet and knowing that Michael Dalen is here and alive. He's a human being on this planet. 
and not having him be my person. Oh God, no. I just I know <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt that we were made for each yeah. other, that we are still here today because we're supposed to be. And I mean, through all, all the tears and tough times and late nights and hard conversations and, you know, just all the moments where we had to be really vulnerable and raw with each other to get here. It's just been so worth it. And yeah, and I, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And now tell me if it's the same for you too. After like going through so many years together and so many of those ups and downs, do you not truly feel in your soul, like down to your core, like you know, no matter what comes you guys will do it together. Absolutely. And Without I and I have that confidence yeah. too. I and like I don't know if it came until we both made some really big mistakes. Mm-hmm. And forgave each other yeah. through it. Um but it came and I was like, "Whoa." Well, I think everybody has like their reckoning, you know, in yeah. their life where it's just like shit hits the fan, you hit your essential whatever rock bottom that is that looks like for you everybody's looks different. But you wake up and realize that that's not the person you want to be. And when you have somebody in your life that you love so much, you want to be better for them. Yeah. You want to be better for your family. Well, and they know you're like, not that person either. Exactly. Right? If they're the right person for you, they know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have, it's such, it's the best feeling. I can honestly say that I hope that's what my kids get one day in their partnerships or their marriages is that they have the utmost confidence mm-hmm. that hell or high water, their partner will not leave them. That's right. They have their ride or die. Because it's such a safe place. Exactly. I think that opens the door to be really vulnerable and to be really honest and to be really transparent with your partner because you're like, oh, they're not going to leave me. Exactly. So they're here. This weird thing I need to talk about. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, (laughs) I think there's just something so special about partnership in life, whatever that looks like for you, whether you're married, you're not married, whether you have a husband, a wife, whatever that looks like, to have that person that you choose every day that chooses you every single day is just such a gift and and such a flex when you're an ambitious person you know when you're an ambitious person and you have that weight and support behind you no matter what it's just like I think you know we all just stand a few inches taller because we feel the support so yeah I fall off any stage because I know he'd be there to pick me up that's right right. yeah yeah it's okay yeah it's really okay we have our cheerleaders that's right (laughs) we're still cool when we go home exactly you haven't heard Lindsay's cooler than the prime minister (laughs) right I am Uh, I'm always gonna hold that over her be like you know what though I don't think it's hard to be cool no the prime minister no not right now sorry yeah sorry Sorry, not sorry (laughs) okay can I close it with my quote close it with your quote okay so bring us home yeah it's it's a great one, but again, unknown author, so thanks, Pinterest. Um, <laughs> every relationship will get boring after you've been together for years. Love isn't just a feeling. It's a commitment to love every day, physically and emotionally. It's difficult. It's not always laughs, smiles, and fun. People tend to quit when it stops being fun, and they look for someone else because the spark is gone. No, that's not how it works. You want someone to never give up on you and love you unconditionally and do the same for them. Be the change. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't the movies. That shit isn't real. Loving someone when you don't want to, when they aren't the easiest to deal with, when they are hard to love, that's the realest shit there is. Aww. You're the realest right? shit there is. I love you. Yeah, that goes for friends too. But I was I mean, just thinking yeah. it the whole time too. I was thinking about Mike and just thinking about the women in my life that makes such a big difference. And actually, as of today's recording, it's Galentine's. Galentine's. Yeah. 
Happy Galentine's, girlfriends. Yes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. See ya.